Gentlemen, good evening and welcome to Pikapi Podcast, your Pokemon anime podcast going through the entire series, start to finish in order as best we can to give you a chronological narrative of Ash Ketchum's journey and the development of the series as a whole. If you're new to the show, welcome! You can expect all sorts of nerdy and fan flaily discussion. Sometimes an episode is like a rich cave that can be mined for all sorts of rare gems, and sometimes it is less so, and we'll let you decide where today falls for that. We're on Advanced Generation, episode number 22, A Whole Lot of Trouble. But if you want to skip ahead into the future a bit, I did recently put up an episode on my Patreon uh, where Steven from PokePress and I discuss the ending themes for the ninth Pokemon movie. That would be the Manaphy movie, Pokemon Ranger, and the Temple of the Sea. Also known as the movie that was supposed to be about May, but kind of wasn't. But it's got some very interesting music, both for the two ending themes, uh, Mamoru Bekimono and Together We Make a Promise, but also the, the score itself. It's a little different than some Pokemon movies, and there's even like an acapella group in there somewhere. So it's a discussion worth having if you're into the music aspect of Pokemon. Um, and if you're not a subscriber on the Patreon, uh, some of our discussion of the previous movie, number eight, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew, is now up on PokePress's YouTube. So you should definitely head on over to PokePress um, on YouTube and check that out, along with all their other videos and interviews and discussions with various writers, actors, cosplayers, etc. across the Pokemon franchise. If you're interested, I will have all of that info on my blog page, uh, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. For now, we should get right into it, because last time I talked to you, we were doing a Pokemon Chronicles episode, and if we've learned anything from the Hoenn season, it's that Ash is generally a good kid, but you don't want to keep him waiting that long when it comes to Pokemon training. So... To preserve his mental state, let's get into episode number 22. After all the kerfuffle with Team Rocket and figuring out which Wurmple is which, the kids are finally at the entrance to Granite Cave, where we're told Stephen Stone is hanging out and searching for rare rocks. They're excited to meet him, not only because he's the son of that nice dude from the Tevin Corporation uh, who fixed Max's Pokenav, but whatever he's researching sounds important, and they could learn a lot from it. The these kids tend to opt into all sorts of amazing discoveries and opportunities just, just from kind of like seeking out random strangers, so this, this is good for them. 
Plus, and this is the part that Ash is most happy about, Steven is supposed to be an awesome Pokemon trainer. <laughs> and oh, Ash, you have no idea. Uh, but there's no point in delaying this party into the cave they go. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is digging the hole trap to end all hole traps, and James has lost track of how many times they've done this. And there seems to be some dissension among the troops if this is a good idea or not. I'd say their past track record speaks for itself, but there's really not much room for debate here, but okay. But anyway, the cave hike. Uh, Brock came prepared. He brought these glow-in-the-dark stickers, like little arrows, to show which way the kids went. So if they do happen to get lost in here, they can just retrace their steps and get out. Because real life does not come with an escape rope, and not one of these kids have caught a Pokemon with teleport. And I'm surprised that doesn't get more play in the anime. Like, Ash and his friends just tend not to catch a lot of psychic-type Pokemon, but still... I think I can count on one hand the amount of times so far we've seen someone actually use teleport to escape a dangerous situation. I, I think it was the Sabrina episode. But given how lost these kids get all the time, like, I don't know, Ash, that and fly might be two things you want to look into. Just saying. But it is a good time to look for Steven because he and his Pokemon, Aron, are on a lunch break and they are not finding whatever they're looking for. Team Rocket's getting nervous, though, because they hear the Torps calling for this Steven, and they don't know who that is. There is an unknown factor introduced to their game. One more person who could potentially blast them off or mess up their beautiful hole trap. Uh, but for now, Steven is, is too busy chowing down. He hasn't heard the group of kids constantly screaming for him. Or he's trying to ignore them. So it's just the Torps walking into the open area and over the hole trap. And it works as planned. Brock's a little upset about this. Like, how did we not see that? You would think after all this time, they'd start developing a very specific phobia or paranoia about this. Uh, but no time to worry about it because the ground of the cave shakes and then collapses. And it seems that it might have been triggered by all of Team Rocket's digging. The, the ground of the cave became unstable, and boom. There's a bit of a cave-in, the ground splits under everyone's feet, and the Torps and Team Rocket all go tumbling deeper into the earth. This Steven hears. It, it sounds important. And when the dust all settles, the Torps and Team Rocket are split into three groups, and all shuffled up. Max is with Pikachu and Meowth, and Meowth is very conflicted about whether or not to work together for the greater good of getting back to the others or catching Pikachu. Like, that polarizing nature of Meowth's character we talked a bit about in that one special episode is kind of in full effect. Uh, I don't trust him, but he can't do much of anything about catching Pikachu right now, and either way, he's not going to let Pikachu out of his sight, so he goes along with Max and Pikachu as they explore the nearby tunnel. And he hears about this Steven that the Torps have been looking for. And, and never give Team Rocket info, Max. Like, you know they're going to come up with a scheme. Meowth is already thinking those rare rocks Steven wants are treasure. He also has a nice line. The second in line to a big corporation is stuck digging in some cave? Something went wrong somewhere. <laughs> uh, but Max is lucky. He's with the Pokemon and their more sensitive noses. Because Pikachu and Meowth hit on a hint of fresh air and follow their noses to an exit. So at least one of our team has a chance of being rescued. Because May is stuck with Jesse, which does not bode well at all. 
Like, May's loudmouths sometimes, but I just don't think she's assertive enough to hold her own against Jesse for any length of time. But I wouldn't want, as, as much as Jesse excels and loves being in charge, that doesn't necessarily mean she's the best person for all jobs. So, whatever Jesse's plan is, I hope it's a good one. Meanwhile, Ash and Brock are with James, and this is the group I'm most interested in. I don't know if Ash and James have ever gotten some real one-on-one time to hash things out, and here, it's kind of great. Ash calls him out, like, you guys are always in our way, WTF, dude, and James is like, I'm the one who wants to battle you fair and square, okay? Don't blame me. (laughs) Like, Like, they're set to have a fair and square manly pride battle right there, but Brock is the voice of reason, like, bros, we trapped you, let's deal with that. And when they get out, they start the search for their friends, and also have a sort of intervention with James. I love that he is aware, he's fully aware that Jesse and Meowth are a bad influence on him. And with a little talking, James now has an outlet for all the rage he's been apparently keeping bottled up. Like, Jesse's an idiot, Meowth's a loser, and I don't need them! (laughs) And during this tirade, we come across an Aron, and it's not the Pokemon belonging to Steven, though Though I can't imagine that one would be any more thrilled with James taking his bad mood out on the Pokemon than this Wild Aaron's buddies are. And, and Aaron has a lot of buddies, so... Running. Luckily, despite all these disparate groups, we are starting to get something of a rescue organized. Steven's realized someone's in this cave with him. They may have fallen during that cave-in, and wow, something's going on down there. So he and Aaron jump into the lower tunnels to investigate, and Steven is a pretty capable man of action type from this little we've seen of him. I feel confident if he's going to be our hero of the day. He looks like he knows how to take care of things. Also on top of things, Max and crew, they found a waterfall and some greenery and a path leading back to the upper levels, so they are doing okay on their way to freedom. And since they're having an easy time of it, Max takes a moment to ask how Meowth can talk human, uh, since they're stuck together and not much else to do, and it's been a while since the audience has recapped this. And Meowth launches into his tale of unrequited love, and Max is like, yeah, that's too long. So, May and Jesse are still stuck exactly where they were. Like, literally stuck. Jesse got wedged trying to climb up the way she fell, and now her legs are just kicking in the air while May face palms. Jesse does eventually make it back down, uh, thanks to a rampaging Loudred that shakes her loose, but yeah, that pair isn't going anywhere important. And Ash and company are going in circles. Uh, They find Brock's markers from before, the glowy stickers, follow the arrows and end up retracing their steps right back to the hole trap where they fall in again. Good job, boys. And this proves to be a trend. Like any, every time anybody manages to get to a higher level, they end up falling back down the hole trap. And Steven's just like, what is happening in this cave? But finally, we break the endless cycle when Max finds Steven. And thankfully, Steven has been navigating this cave for a while now. He's not going to get lost. He can find all the wayward friends. The only thing he's worried about here is the wild Aaron in the cave. They're agitated now because of all the intruders running wild and causing cave-ins and yelling at them. (laughs) So 
that is probably going to be a future problem. Um, in fact, a present problem. The, the Aron have have formed a group and started chasing all of the kids now who are not Max and Steven. Um, and for now, Steven finds Ash, May, Team Rocket, everyone in, like, seconds. He leads Max and Meowth and Pikachu to a huge crack in the ground, just in time to see their friends running by. Like, he really just intuits that that is probably the direction they would go, because that's where the Aron would go. It's, it's, there's not a lot of time devoted to explaining that, but it's pretty incredible that he has these logistical skills. So, with some calling out, everyone's reunited. Now we just gotta get everyone from the lower level up with Max and Steven on the upper level where they can get out. But before we cut back to danger, let's take a moment to appreciate that Ash has just met Steven Stone, our Hoenn champion. He's not revealed to be such in this episode, and in fact may not yet be the champion. We're we're not entirely sure on that. Um which is probably why Ash isn't freaking out right now. Cuz the Elite 4 and champions are like rock stars to him. If we told him of Steven's day job. <sighs> which makes his dad, president of the Devon Corporation, kind of interesting that he told these kids he just met like, "Yeah, go look up my son, the regional freaking champion." I I, I mean, that is kind of common in the Poké world like to just assume that everybody is willing to help each other. It is one of the things I love about it. And I guess so far we haven't seen a champion just get mobbed by fans that Steven's dad giving away his locale is a problem. I mean, except for maybe Diantha. I bet she's got some weirdo stalkers. She's a real celebrity. And and Sharona, too, got to deal with some moody emo kids like Shinji pestering her for battles all the time. So maybe maybe crowd control is sometimes a problem for champions, but not, not apparently for Steven, uh, assuming he is the champion at this exact moment in time. Either way, we are meeting this character who will go on to become the champion. He's the champion in the games and... I believe revealed to be the anime champion in the Mega Evolution special. Um, if I'm mistaken and it wasn't revealed, it was it was heavily implied. Um, so that's nice. Always good to know who's in charge of the region. Anyway, back to action, rampaging Aaron, chasing the kids. Steven's like, calm down, everyone. Here's directions to the waterfall and, and run fast, please. So Ash, Brock, May, Team Rocket, they all book it towards the waterfall, according to directions. And Steven becomes man of action again, jumping across the gap while carrying Max and all the Pokemon, like just really leaping with all his manly, manly wiles. This guy is amazing. And when they all show up at the waterfall, he he's still taking charge. Like, Aaron, be calm! And he, he gets like this dum dum camera effect even. Um, of course, it doesn't do anything. The Aeron are still charging. So Steven has his own partner use Roar. And once that's distracted the Aeron a little, Steven's words are able to get through. He tells the Pokemon to calm down. There's nothing dangerous here. Just some idiot humans <laughs> go back home. And everyone's kind of in awe. Like, he can control the wild Pokemon with just a word. And Ash is like, hashtag life goals. But now we can have a tearful reunion in the case of Team Rocket. For all James's rage, all Jesse's ego, and Meow's complaining, they can't ever be separated, and they won't be. It's like, let's recite the motto to celebrate, and, and Stephen, he's just, who are these people? 
And I think he's getting just a little fed up because the usual Pokemon battle is about to break out. All of Ash's friends and all of Team Rocket's Pokemon and Steven's just, he breaks and he's like, hold it. <laughs> the Pokemon here have been living peacefully for generations and then you all come in. He's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> But in order to avenge the disrupted Pokemon, he sends out his own Pokemon, Agron, a behemoth of a Pokemon to face Team Rocket himself. Agron is the Iron Armor Pokemon, an evolution of all the Aron we've seen, and basically Metal Godzilla with a Hyper Beam that's something else. <laughs> While everyone stands in awe, including Team Rocket getting blasted off, uh, Aaron manages to find something in the rubble, and Steven pulls it out. It is a firestone. That's what he's been searching for in this cave, evolutionary stones, specifically the firestone. Cool. I was expecting something a little different. I mean, evolutionary stones are rare, they're hard to find, but I mean, not that rare. Definitely not unknown. Anyway, Steven takes them out of the cave and then sails all the kids to a little inlet on the island that's kind of secluded. Lots of unspoiled nature, lots of wild Pokemon um, that don't mind being a little bit disturbed by some kid wanting to do some training. So it's a good place to explore and learn and, and train. And he leaves them there. Steven's going to go look for other rare evolutionary stones. I guess, I guess he's trying to get a complete set? Hmm. So... All, all ends well. And I gotta say, this was not the best episode ever, like, in terms of story and structure and importance. Like, a, a lot happened, and some, some zany comedy, but none of it really important. Like, we didn't come to a point or a discovery of the Pokemon world that is particularly new or, or even one, like, we haven't seen for a while. Like, even meeting Steven wasn't much of an event. Like, almost an Easter egg, really, because his champion status is never mentioned. And I guess this episode gets the mention of evolutionary stones out for all the kids who weren't around for season one. But it's not the best or most useful way to do that, because, again, we don't really learn that much about them anyway. And, yeah, the Steven thing, it's, it's a cute surprise for those playing the games, but not the best use of that character. <laughs> And the, the zany humor was fun, but in terms of character development, I, I think the scene with James is the most important thing to come out of this episode. Just that little moment we without Team Rocket and him having a second to vent and have an honest exchange of words with Ash. Like, it's small, but that is the one thing we have had today that's new and, and a, a real development. Because otherwise, it's like we meet the Pokemon of the day obligatory game mechanics explanation, cute inclusion of game character, and some wacky hijinks, and that's about it. Like, I'm not saying I didn't have fun or I didn't laugh, but I am kind of struggling to kind of find something about this episode that kind of makes it last, you know? Because among the filler episodes, just because it's filler doesn't mean it can't be a great episode or an important episode even. But I would have to say that this one does not fall under that category. For, for me, 
if someone else, like, is able to come up with a really acute observation about this episode, you know, definitely write in. And you can do that at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or pcappypodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at pcappypodcast. But yeah, I am I am struggling to find new insight on the Pokemon anime or the Pokemon world um, or these characters from the stuff presented in this episode today. But that's fine. A constant lesson of this series is that we cannot win them all. And I do believe that next episode might be a little better. So for now, this is where we will sign off, and I will talk to you next time. Um, this has been Peek Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and gotta catch them all! 